Well, we're starting a new series today called God Has a Plan. Do you believe God has a plan? Now think about that. If he's got a plan, who's involved in it? And his people. God has called you and me to be a part of his plan. Is his plan to destroy you? Is his plan to let you wander off? His plan is to bring all of his people eventually unto himself, isn't it? God has a plan. There's a reason for us being here. And you're a part of God's plan and participating in that plan. And so as we go through the next few weeks, it's going to be interesting because we're going to be talking about Joseph. And so today I want to start this series by talking with you about ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. And in this, I hope today that you'll begin to narrow your focus from everything that this world has you focused on, everything that distracts you from God's plan to be able to focus in on God's plan for your life, focus in on what he's doing in your life, what he's allowed in your life for particular purposes and reasons, and begin to let go of the things that you should not be focused on. How many of you would like to do that? Because when you do that, there's relief in it. Ignorance is bliss. Letting go of the things that you shouldn't be thinking about and focusing on. I remember the first time I saw this phrase, ignorance is bliss. I was in grade school, and I was in the library, and I looked up, and there was this poster of a cat. I don't remember what the cat was doing, but I remember it said, ignorance is bliss. I was ignorant as to what the word ignorance means. And I was wondering, I thought bliss sounded happy, but you know, as a little kid, I thought, what does that mean? So over the next period of time, it wasn't like I could Google it back then, I figured out what it meant, and it didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand how being ignorant, how being, you know, not having all of the information in the world could make me happy. I didn't understand that. As I've grown older, I've come to an understanding of how ignorance is bliss, you see, the more you know, the more you're responsible to do. <laughs> and the more that you're aware, the more you should beware. Adam and Eve were blissfully unaware of good and evil, weren't they? Ignorance was bliss. When they didn't know sin, when they didn't know what sin was like, they were blissfully unaware. They didn't understand what they were missing, and it was great for them, wasn't it? But their sin gave them the knowledge of good and evil, and boy, we know what that's brought to us, don't we? Changed everything. You see, knowledge is like a key. Knowledge is like a key. Having keys to bad places is the kind of knowledge we want to avoid. But when you have that key and you open up those bad places, you open up that bad situation in your life, it brings destruction. If you have a key, you're responsible for what that key opens, aren't you? Be careful when someone offers you a key. Because now you're responsible the less keys you have, the less 
you have to worry about. Now, little Eli, he wants a master key to the world. He's walking around. He's going in every cabinet that he can possibly open. He's picking up potatoes. He's picking up garlic. I put, went to put these boots on a couple weeks ago, stuck, stuck my shoe in, and, and I couldn't get my foot in. I was like, good grief. So I pulled my boot off and look, and there's a garlic clover or whatever it's called. <laughs> okay, somehow he did this. I mean, we're watching the kid 24-7. What's he doing? What's he doing? How did he do this? So I get it out, put it away and get my boot on, take my other boot and stick my foot in, it won't go all the way in. <laughs> there was another garlic in that one. <laughs> the kid wants a key to everything. He wants to know what's going on anytime, everywhere he's at. He wants to learn. He's like, input, need more input. He wants to know what's going on in life. And, and some people want a master key to know what's going on in other people's lives. They want to know what's going on with anything and everything and everywhere. And they're taking all of this information. And I want to tell you today that ignorance is bliss. You don't need to know all of that information. In fact, the less you know, the more happy you'll probably be. All right, that's all I needed to say today. Let's go to lunch. <clears throat> Okay. You see, I'm not encouraging you not to learn. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't pick up a book. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the things in life that you shouldn't know that you don't need to know. Other people's information. Things people say about you. What I'm saying is, is these negative people... They're going to drag you down. They're going to slow your progress. They're going to get you to a place maybe where you're stagnant in life. They're negative people. And more than that, you'll lose your focus. They will distract you from what you should be focused on, God's plan. God wants you to be focused on His plan. Now that's where we could really stop today. What are you thinking about? What are you afraid of? What information have you learned that you're thinking about and you're dwelling on it? What does that have to do with God's plan in your life? Is it distracting you? Knowing things that you don't need to know is of absolute no help at all. You see, too much information, and, and honestly, we've got more information about human beings today, about other people today, than we've ever had in the history of our world. You can know stuff about personal details about people from the other side of the world because of social media now, more information about people that you never, God never intended you for you to know about that person. And you'll take burdens on that God never intended for you to take on. Those people have friends and family to take their burdens and carry them with them. And suddenly you're somebody that doesn't even know them. And you're taking on other people's burdens that you don't even, God never intended for you to carry. It just is too much. And here's another thing that I hope that you'll grab on to, to today. <clears throat> with every blessing comes a burden. You get married, it's a blessing, right? 
Is there a burden that comes along with that? Ladies can say yes, men can say no. Sure, there's a burden that comes on with that. Why? Because it's called responsibility in that person's life. A baby is such a blessing, unless you're the parents. <laughs> no, it is a blessing, but it's a burden, isn't it? The baby becomes a burden. Why? Because there's so much responsibility. You've got to watch where that baby's going to go, because the baby is just going to kill itself accidentally if you don't. It can be a severe burden on your life. With every blessing, there's a burden. A job is a blessing, isn't it? Remember that job you prayed for and you got? It's also a burden, isn't it? Your church is a huge blessing, but there's also a burden that comes with that blessing. And the bigger the blessing, the greater the burden. And understanding that as we go into this is so important. And what I'm saying is today is this. You need to be careful that you don't embrace someone else's responsibility for their burden. That you're, you're not supposed to carry that burden. Now, in, in some cases, as a friend, as a love of a person of love in their life, yes, you help others carry burdens, but those are assigned to you. But carrying the burdens of people that you don't even know, carrying the burdens of people that really aren't connected with you, or carrying the burdens of people that should be carrying that burden themselves, themselves is, is not your responsibility. And here's the thing. Don't carry the weight that others are responsible to carry. If, if God gave them that husband or wife, what makes you think it's any of your business to help them with that? <laughs> if God gave them the responsibility of raising those children, why do you think that those kids' failures are any of your responsibility to even think about? It's not your business. Amen? And it's not your burden to carry. Matthew wrote about uh, one of the sermons that Jesus preached, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. And the best sermon ever recorded, right? And Jesus was talking about not carrying too much emotional baggage all throughout this sermon. It's really interesting when you read it from that perspective. Don't carry too much emotional baggage. He talked about not worrying, not worrying about things. Trusting the Father, didn't he? Jesus said, don't put your emotions in this sermon. Don't put them towards your possessions. Why? Because moths and rust will corrupt them, will corrode them. He said, don't put your emotions into it. That's what he was talking about. Don't set your affections on things that are going to rust and rot away. And he said, and if that doesn't happen, someone could come and even steal them. So don't put your affections on those things. He said, you know, if someone takes your coat, give them your shirt too. Don't put your affections on those things. He's talking about our, our emotional health. And in, in this sermon, he also says, be careful what you put into your eyes. Because what you put into your eyes affects your emotions. If you put bad things into your eyes, it makes your emotions feel bad. Brings darkness, depression into your life. But if you put good things into your eyes, what does it do? It's light for your body. That's good, isn't it? And he talks about deciding not to have a love for money in this sermon. Not setting your affections on money. 
Why? Because that will always disappoint you. He says, don't even worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't worry about all this stuff. Just live and, and be focused on the Father's plan in your life and you'll be happy. Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 in the sermon, he says, these things dominate the thoughts of who? Unbelievers. So if you're thinking about these things all the time, you're, you're acting like an unbeliever. And he says, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Trust Him for it. And in verse 34, he says, today's trouble is enough for today. What kind of trouble is he talking about? Purposeful and meaningful trouble. Trouble in God's plan. That kind of trouble, there's enough for it today, notwithstanding all the stuff you could be worried about. And all the stuff people are saying and doing that you shouldn't be worried about, he says, let it go. Jesus was saying, don't let worry dominate your thoughts. Unbelievers do that. Unbelievers dwell on the negative. Don't do it. Now, what am I, what am I getting to? Here it is. If Jesus said we shouldn't worry about ourselves, our own lives, then what makes us think we are healthy enough and profitable enough to take on the worries of others. Now, again, I'm not talking about avoiding life circumstances and not being there for one another. You guys know that that's not what I'm saying. We're called to be good friends in this world. And we're called to love one another and bear one another's burdens. Amen? We're, we're there to cry when, when we cry, when, I, when someone cries. We're there to support when someone needs support. And we're there to laugh when victory happens in someone's life. But what I'm saying is, don't take on all the extra. Narrow your focus to God's plan in your life. Who has God put into your life for you to bear those burdens with? He will, yes, the Holy Spirit will help you to bear those burdens. That's where God will help you. The scriptures do say to carry one another's burdens, but you're not assigned to everyone's burden. Amen? So what am I saying? Knowing too much about too many will cause you to not be able to carry your own burdens. God wants you to be healthy and strong so that you can help those that he assigns to you. Plus, it's, always, it's not always healthy for them to, be, to, to have everybody carrying their burdens with them. It's good for each of us to bear our own responsibilities for our own blessings. If you have teeth, brush them. <laughs> Don't expect someone else to brush them for you. Unless you're really rich, I suppose. If you still have hair, brush your hair. Unless you can afford someone to brush your hair for you in the morning. But in other words, if you whatever blessing you have in your life, you take care of it. If you've got a car, you work on the maintenance of that car. Amen. Live a responsible life. So first, don't carry the weight that others are responsible to carry. Second, let's look at this. Don't carry the burden of what others think about you. Boy, how much of our emotional energy goes to what other people are thinking about us? Listen, ignorance is bliss. If they're not telling you what they think about you, you don't need to know it. 
And if they are telling you what they think about you, you still probably don't need to know it. (laughs) Why? Because they think what they want to think about you. And it's really none of your business what goes on between someone else's ears. It's really not any of your business. Listen, it's highly important for you to plug your ears and not listen to the people who don't love you in this world. It's important to plug your ears and even close your eyes towards those who are envious of you, those who don't want you to succeed, those who don't want you to move forward in life. Plug your ears, close your eyes, and walk away. You don't need their input. Well, that would have been a great place for a clap. You guys are still struggling to get over uh, July 4th, aren't you? All right. Jesus said, don't let these things dominate your thoughts. I have a plan. I have a purpose for you being here. I have a plan I want you to be a part of. And as long as you're listening to all of these extra and other things, you're going to miss out on what I have you here for. And God is very, very much possessive when it comes to you getting done what he's put you on this earth to be done. Uh, so let's look at the story of Joseph, a little bit of it today. In the, in the Old Testament, there was this young man, his name was Joseph. And Joseph was the favorite of his, son, or of his father, Jacob. Remember Jacob married Rachel? It's a wonderful love story, actually. Uh, it's really interesting. Jacob married Rachel, the, the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. And Rachel was only capable of having two kids. And for a long time, she went without any kids. And finally, she gave birth to Joseph. And they got to raise Joseph. And then eventually she was able to give birth to Benjamin. But while she was giving birth to Benjamin, she actually passed away. And Jacob was just absolutely heartbroken. But Joseph was always his favorite because he got to raise that little guy with Rachel. And and not only that, but he was of of Rachel's blood. And now Jacob grew up and he was 17 years old. And and, and, I'm sorry, Jacob grew up... Jacob went to live in the land of Canaan. Joseph grew up and he was 17 years old, living there with all of his other brothers. His other brothers came from Leah, the other other wife of Jacob. She was able to pop out a bunch of babies, but Rachel couldn't, all right? So Jacob had this love for Joseph like like no other child that he had. And and here's, here's what we need to know also. Joseph knew too much about what was going on in his brother's lives. He was very involved in his brother's lives. These men would become the 12 tribes of Israel. They were going to be very important throughout the history of our world. And Joseph's brothers were very ruthless. They were godless. They were immoral. And Joseph knew everything that was going on about them. He knew all the gossip. He knew who was sleeping with who. He knew who was, who was getting drunk and coming late in every night. He knew all the stuff that was going on in his brother's lives. And look what it says. He was always telling his father all sorts of bad things about his brothers. Joseph was a little snitch, right? And boy, don't you know, that makes your brothers mad. How did dad find out? Joseph. God had far better things in store for Joseph than for him spending his life knowing about all the bad things his brothers were involved in. God had a huge plan for Joseph's life, and yet Joseph was spending his life 
looking at his brothers, watching them, sneaking around, watching what they were doing, paying attention, and then going and snitching on them to dad. That's what his life consisted of. That's pretty pathetic, isn't it? And here God had this huge plan for Joseph's life. Joseph received this coat from his father. You've probably heard of it, the coat of many colors. He received this coat. It was a blessing from his father. What comes with a blessing? A burden. And when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. You see, God also had bigger plans for his brothers than what they were doing. What were they focused on? They were angry with their, their father. They were angry with Joseph. Instead of just looking at their own lives and saying, okay, what is God's plan for my life? What, is, what does God want me to accomplish with my life? They're sitting there stewing and fuming over this little brother. How frustrating is that? Their anger led them to the brink of murder. and They almost killed Joseph. And Joseph, being an immature 17-year-old, had a choice to make. Would I listen to the hatred of my brothers or would I listen to those who love me, God and my Father? It's a choice. Will I listen to all of that mess, or will I listen to the one thing that I should be focused on, God's plan for my life? You see, God began to speak to him. God began to show him what his plan was for Joseph's life. He began to give him dreams, and he started processing these dreams and then he began to tell his brothers and his father about these dreams and the dreams were that his brothers and father everybody was going to bow down to him and he would be a leader of them one day and he started telling them these dreams and 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 listen just as as important as as it is that you don't know everything about everybody else Just as important as that is, this is important too. It's important that you don't go and share all of your blessings with everybody else. Are you following me? Why? Because not everybody else is going to be happy for you. And they're going to try to start squelching you and stomping you in and putting you in your place. They're going to try to stop you. And not everybody's going to like it. In fact, they're not even going to see it as a blessing to you. They're going to see it as, why don't I have the blessing? Everyone has their own ideas about what you should be doing, where you should be going, and what your life should be about, and all of those things. So when you begin to share your blessing with somebody else, what do you hear? Exactly what Joseph started hearing. Stop it. Be careful who you share your successes with. And be careful who you share your difficult times with. What happens as soon as you start sharing your difficult time? They start saying, oh, yeah, well, my big toe, you should see what happened to my big toe. Well, I'm not talking about a big toe. I'm talking about something much worse than that. But okay, we'll talk about that. They start sharing their own problem, which is fine, all right? But it doesn't, it doesn't end in, in a good situation. When you begin to share your life with others, their interpretation of it has all to do with them unless they truly love you. Joseph told his brothers his dreams, and they said, do you intend to reign over us? 
seriously? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Even his father, who loved him so much, rebuked him for telling them. He, it says, his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. His father got angry with him, though. Another version says, but his father kept wondering about the dream. But here's the thing. Joseph wore that coat that his father made for him with great pride, knowing that his father had blessed him with it. There are going to be people in your life that have more than you. There are going to be people in life that appear to be more blessed than you. There are going to be people in your life that appear to be more gifted than you. They've been given more by God to you. And you've got to have the attitude, okay, Father, I know you love me. That's your business, what you do in their life. Father, you gave them that new home. That's great. That's wonderful. God bless them. God, you gave them that new car. I think I deserve. No, uh-uh. God, I give it to you. I trust you with that. Come on, are you with me? God, that's your business. You bless somebody, that's your business. I'm, I'm content with what you give me and don't give me. That's the attitude that God is looking for. It's none of my business what God does in someone else's life. And it's none of your business. Amen? And here's what you need to remember. Joseph's dreams weren't about all the blessings and stuff. His dreams were about bearing responsibility. As great as it seemed that his brothers and father was going to kneel down before him one day, as great as that seems like, wow, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to be powerful. No, it wasn't about that. It was all about responsibility. And what his brothers didn't know was, while they were looking on and seeing somebody that was hugely blessed, while they were looking on with envy at somebody that they didn't understand why their father loves him so much, and he goes and snitches on us, and all the stuff that they were angry about, God was actually raising up somebody that would save their lives one day. And not just their lives, he was raising up Joseph to save millions of lives, as we'll see in the next few weeks. Now, if all you're thinking about is what others are getting in life and what you aren't getting, you're not living out God's plan in your life. Think about this. God has given you everything He wants you to have. And be content with it. He's given it to you. And just say, okay, Father, what you've given me is what you want me to have. And I trust you for tomorrow. I trust you for the future. If all you're thinking about is what you think others think about you, you'll never get any traction towards God's plan in your life. You've got to let it go. And here's what I've learned also. You never really know what others are thinking about you. If they compliment you, you never really know what they're really thinking about you. Come on, you know it's true. If they don't compliment you, you never know what they're thinking about you. You've got to leave that to God and trust it to Him. 
And listen, some people are just paying way too much attention in life. Ignorance is bliss. You don't need to know everything. You need to put on some blinders, plug your ears a little bit more, squint your eyes a little bit, and just don't pay so much attention to what other people are saying and what other people are doing. And relax and live God's plan in your life. And do it. Listen, you have to know and believe in what God has for you so much that you can be grateful when good things happen to other people. James David, would you come? I have uh, been fishing with my dad for years on Ray Roberts Lake. It's a big bass lake. For years. My brother had been estranged from my parents for years. In fact, right now we don't know where he is again. But he came to visit after years of no communication and just wreaking havoc on our family in a mess. And my parents, you know my parents, welcome home, right? I had to be in Oklahoma City because we had taken our students up there for a, a youth camp type situation and um, I had an 11 year old van that's what I was driving that's what we had 11 year old van and I had changed out a bunch of hoses and stuff on it before I left and um, one of those hoses apparently I did not tighten well enough because fortunately we made it up there but some driving around up there all of a sudden that hose popped off and you know what happened all the radiator fluid went everywhere I was broke down on the side of the road and all of a sudden I get these pictures coming into my phone and my brother didn't just catch a bass a large bass he caught a monster bass just under 14 pounds in June at my fishing spot <laughs> And I'm broke down on the side of the road in Oklahoma City while my father took my brother out fishing in my spot and he caught a monster bass in June, which means she had already spawned. So this bass would have been massive. You know what I'm saying? And I had to make a choice. Am I living, listen, I know that that's facetious, but seriously, am I living my purpose in life? Yeah, I'm up here with these students and there's life-changing, godly things going on. And I can rejoice for my brother. And I can honestly say, looking back, that was a God-given blessing to him that he could have grabbed onto. And it's probably the last great memory he'll have being with my parents, his parents. What a blessing. But with that comes the burden. Whether or not he'll grab that burden of responsibility at some point, I don't know. Listen. If I were to start looking at other churches, and oh, look at the beautiful building they've got. Look at all the people. With the blessing come 
the burden. Let's be happy where we are at the moment. Someone has a big, high-paying job, with that blessing comes a burden. Someone has a husband, you mentioned it earlier, Amber, so I'll bring it up. With that blessing comes a burden. Be happy where you are with what you've got right now. And if you're listening to the wrong voices, you, you may miss out on God's plan and purpose in your life. Your critics are going to look for every little thing that they could possibly criticize you for. Quit listening to them. And they'll blow things out of proportion that don't even matter. And they'll make stuff up about you just so that you could be misunderstood. Let it go. Ignorance is bliss. God has a plan for you. Focus on that. And like Joseph, you have no idea that perhaps millions of people are waiting for you to get it right and to do God's plan and purpose in your life to let go of all this frivolous stuff that's happening and just focus on that. Too much news, it's going to steal your peace. I started listening to the news a little bit over the last couple of months found myself depressed. Time to stop. Too much information, it'll steal your purpose. Too many voices, they will consume your thoughts. Listen, other people's successes and blessings, ignorance is bliss. You don't need to know what your critics think of you. Ignorance is bliss. Don't give them a second thought. What lies are told about you, you don't need to know ignorance is bliss. You don't need to know all of the burdens around you, of everybody around you. Ignorance is bliss. Just let them go. And carry those that you're responsible to carry. Amen? Listen, Jesus had opposition from his own brothers, his half-brothers. And what if Jesus had said, well, I don't understand. James doesn't believe in me. How ridiculous that would be. Well, Jude, he doesn't even believe in me. He had a plan. Galatians 3.26 says, You are God's child. John 15.15 says, You are God's friend. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, You are a new person with a whole new life. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says you are where God's Spirit lives inside of you. 1 John 1.9 says you are forgiven. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 says you are created in God's likeness. Ephesians 2.5 says you are spiritually alive. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says you are a citizen of heaven. Your name is on their books. Acts chapter 1 
verse 8 says, You are God's messenger to the world. Matthew 28, 19 says, You are God's disciple maker. Matthew 5, 13 says, You are the salt of the earth. And verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, You are greatly loved. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, You are valuable. You are God's master workmanship. You are God's incredible work of art. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says, You are in God's plan with God's purpose. And you've got to focus on that in your life. Do you believe? you believe God has a plan, then you also know it just stands to reason His people are in that plan. And that's you. Would you bow your heads? Have you accepted Him into your life? Are you so distracted by all the other stuff, the mess in this world, his plan has not become what it needs to be in your life. It's time today to give yourself over to it. But John, you don't know what people have said and what people have done to me. No, 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 no. It's time to get your eyes off of that. It's time to focus. God has a plan and you're in it. Give yourself over to him today right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we give our hearts over to you and your plan and purpose in our lives. We thank you for that plan. We thank you for including us in that. And we know that you do have a plan. And today we come to you. We offer ourselves, our bodies, as living sacrifices. Thank you for making us holy and acceptable. And we embrace the purpose of God in our hearts and lives. Father, right now, I pray that you'd just bring healing to some who are just letting go the things that have been said by them, by others to them, or about them, the sister-in-law, mother-in-law, father-in-law, parents, maybe it's even their own children. So let it go and know who they are in Christ. Maybe it was an ex or even a current spouse. God, we could focus in on what you've called us to. Let there be healing and peace right now. In Jesus' name, thank you.